Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Okay, we're on this series called Free People, and the whole idea of this um, message series was really helping you to understand what the Bible says to keep us free. Our world loves to entangle us, ensnare us, steal from us, and uh, why do you think so many people are on antidepressants? It's because we haven't learned what it is to be free people. Now, I understand there are medical conditions. Uh, I don't want to diminish that. But I do want to say that I think many times that we, when we're trying to live in this world without Jesus, it's pretty difficult. And uh, we, we realize the church's job and church's responsibility, our responsibility, is to help teach you what the Bible says. And so you guys can live free in the way that God has designed you to live. You okay with that? So we're on uh, week number three of Free People. Uh, The first week we talked about the freedom starts in the heart. Jesus always addresses the heart and he goes into the heart. By the way, I'm mindful today also that we have guests here who uh, would say Grace Capital Church is not their church family yet. Um, But thank you for being here and being our guests. If this is an expression of worship for you that is very different than you, than what you've experienced in the past... Join the family. We're a little crazy around here, but, it's, but we, we're, we're in love with Jesus, and that's the expression that we have. And so thank you for being our guest. Thank you for putting up with us if you feel a little squeamish here today. But uh, we love you. Thank you for being our guest here today with us. So he says it starts from the heart, and then the next week we talked about really about money and, uh, you know, the taboo subject, money and church talk, and we're really talking about how tithing, God's way of giving, helps us stay free from, from the love of money that becomes our God that really ensnares us. And so we said tithing, and uh, you responded with some writing some numbers down, some cards, and it's great to see what God's doing. I, don't, don't give up on that. It's easy to say, well, we just talked about it once, now I'm free and clear, and we just move on. Uh, if you were in life group this week, we dug in deeper on that subject, and uh, some of you guys were like, I don't do that. And I appreciate your transparency on the journey to, to trying to find God's best. So let's uh, then move on to today. We're going to actually be talking about being free with our time. We live in a culture that is busy, busy, busy. Agreed? And the challenge is, is that busyness is actually robbing us. It's robbing us of some really important relationships that, um, that God really wants for us. And could you just take a moment and just think about your week? Think about how you've lived this week. The go, 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 the hustle, hustle, hustle. The um, just getting to this meeting on time, just making this trucking your kids around. I've got three, I've got two teenagers and one nine-year-old and, and we're busy with sports. And I, I know what it's like just to kind of like you're catching your breath. But is that the way that we're to live? Is that the way we're to live? Because I, I wonder if there are missed opportunities that Jesus is setting up these encounters with us. But as we're so busy that we, we miss the opportunities. 
So today we're going to not only look at how busy we are, but realize what are we missing by being so busy, and then giving you some practical steps to know how to unravel your life a little bit. So think about this. Um, Do you have any time to give away? Do you have any spare time? Do you have any free time? Do you even have time for yourself? I was... uh, I was so pleased yesterday. I, I had an event here in the morning, and I had to get home to the kids, but I, I had to make a quick little stop to Target to get some shaving cream. I shaved. Does that look good? I was a little bit hairy the last week that I was here. but um, And, you know, I got some a new flosser, and all of a sudden I was like, I was into my hygiene mode or something. And, and I got home, and, and Otter was away at a women's thing, and then my kids... Were, had some activity last night, and I found myself home alone last night. And so I, I said, wow, this is, this is kind of nice. And I worked on my message a little bit, but then I found, I was like, I'm going to give myself a haircut. That was good. I do cut my own hair. And um, it, if you're a barber, don't be critical, please. I'm sensitive about it. <laughs> and, um, and then I was like, I trimmed, you know, I did those little ear trimmer things. I don't know, when you get older, you've got, you got these little sprouting some things. And you, guys, you know what I'm talking about. I just, I just grossed out girls, but the boys, you know what I'm talking about. And so, <laughs> but I found that I had some time for myself to actually care for myself. And, but in that moment, I've realized that, wow, I, that's very rare. And that was very selfish, so don't, don't go there with me. I'm going to be talking about time and really how we need to use our time for others. But, but it was, I just realized how crazy our lives can get that we realize that it's difficult to find time, let alone for ourselves, to then really having time for others. Well, obviously, uh, we're a church, so we want to get into the Bible here. Everybody who brought their Bibles, hold it up here this morning. Thank you so much. I'm seeing more Bibles every week. Let's turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke is in the New Testament. It's one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Luke chapter 4. This is the red letters. This is Jesus actually quoting from Isaiah. And um, I'll wait for you. Don't, Don't get discouraged like he's going too fast already. I'll wait for you. I want you to get this. Because I want you to underline this in your Bible because it's, even though it's what Jesus said was his mission, it becomes our mission. It's a commission. We're in this mission together. We're on this mission together. So Jesus, who's quoting from the book of Isaiah, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, it says this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Can everybody say good news? Good news news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. Can you say liberty to the captives? Liberty to the captives, which means there are people who are not free. And we're talking about free people. We're realizing that's what happens. We're not talking about the captives, those who are in prison, which... I love the ministry that we have uh, at Shea Farm in the prison system. But he's really talking about that people get caught in the world and they realize they're not as free as they want to be. And so we need to proclaim that liberty, that freedom. Recovering sight to the blind. 
which means that he's in the business of healing, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Anybody want God's favor? Yes. We are proclaiming that this is the year of the Lord's favor. And next year, 2017, we're going to proclaim it's the year of the Lord's favor because we want his favor in our life. So this is Jesus' mission. Jesus is reading a scroll from the book of Isaiah, and he's actually saying, but, but just as much as this is what I'm about, he goes, that's what I want you to be about. That's your mission, church. But if you look at those components in that mission, you'll realize that it is people on people. In other words, you're engaging with somebody to do this, right? It's to proclaim good news to the poor. That means that you need to be around people. And I would say poor is poor in spirit, which means that those who are empty inside. Proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering sight to the blind, you need to have time in your life where you can say, hey, I want to be in somebody's life. I want to know what your need is. I want to pray for your need. Set liberty for those who are oppressed. If you know somebody who's been oppressed, the, I, the process of setting them free often takes a lot of time. That's why I love our Celebrate Recovery program. Because it really takes time week after week in the process of seeing people get free. But do you notice all those components take time? So my question is, if your lives are so busy, like my life is so busy, how much time do we have to do those things, which is really our mission? Kind of a sobering thought. So let's talk about that for a moment and just understand Jesus' model for a moment. So, so Jesus, he gave us a great example. Now, he was the Son of God. He was God. So you'd think he would um, set a high bar for us. But guess what? He fully functioned as man while on earth. So if you're saying, well, that was Jesus, guess what? Jesus was functioning fully as a man while on earth. That means what Jesus did we can do. So Jesus was generous with his time. I'm going to put these scriptures up later. By the way, if you're not on the Pembroke Grace Capital Church Facebook group, I would encourage you to be there. I, I spent a lot of time communicating with you throughout uh, the weeks on that. I'm going to give you some tips on that this week, and I'm going to put you some scriptures here, because sometimes we can't get to everything that we want to get to. But in Matthew 25, Jesus says that he goes to the least of these. And he says, as much as you've done it to the least of these, you've done it for me. And he's talking about who the least of these are. It's it's those who are in prison. It's those that are poor. Those are thirsty. Those who need some sort of material help. And Jesus himself had the ability to minister to a lot of people in those ways. But it takes time. It takes time. So Jesus then also goes on to say that there was a a woman who had an issue with blood. If you recount the story, it's in Luke chapter 8. And and in this crowd, this woman comes up and touches Jesus' garment. And Jesus turns around and says, who touched me? 
Now, he was obviously going somewhere when this woman touched him. He wasn't lounging at a table. He was, he was going somewhere, but he stopped, and he engaged with that woman. And she was healed. There's another time that, that Jesus was generous with his time with blind Bartimaeus. And, and he had time to understand what blind Bartimaeus' situation was, and, and he addressed it. But it took time. Now, it didn't take a lot of time, but it took time enough for him to understand the need and then meet the need. Let me again ask you, how much time do you have to meet people's needs? Jesus, he had time for those who appeared to not need a whole lot, but people who called out to him. Remember Zacchaeus? A wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up a sycamore tree. I think there's a song about that. And, uh, and I cannot sing that for you. Because I will botch it up so bad and you'll laugh at me. And that's not good. Remember, I'm sensitive about those things. And um, so, so here's a rich man that doesn't appear to really need anything except Jesus says, I'm coming to your house tonight. So, so think about these things. These, the least of these, Jesus made time for. The one who just kind of really didn't yell Jesus' name, but Jesus became observant of the need. The woman who touched his hem, and he stopped and addressed her need. To the one who calls out to him and says, Jesus, I need your touch. Those who say, hey, man, I've got stuff going on in my life. Would you be there for me? He had time for them. To the one that Jesus again realized that sometimes we think just because it appears like, hey, they're they're the pretty ones and the wealthy ones and they don't really need me. What do I have to offer? But the reality is, is they're poor in spirit and they they need Jesus. But do you realize it all takes time? See, God has set you apart for this mission and it takes time. There's a scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And how do you think that people are going to taste and see that the Lord is good? Unless you bring Jesus to where people are at. You see, I think Christ who lives in us, we are the commission. We are on mission with Jesus, and, and we get to bring Jesus to people by bringing ourselves to people. But it's going to take time. I want you to think about your schedules again. Do you have time for somebody to interrupt your day to meet a need? Do you have time to pack a shoebox for a, a little kid in another part of the world? Guess what? My shoebox is not packed yet because I haven't had a time yet. I'm just pointing a finger at me. I'm not pointing at you. <laughs> I'm pointing at me. See, when, when I share these, this message, it's, it's really talking about I'm challenged personally. 
Because I've got to learn to slow down my life because the pace of life is robbing me from the relationships that Jesus is setting up for me to have. There are people who need me in their life. And I need people in my life. I'm hoping that there are people who will go slow enough in life that will stop to say, Hey, Mark, how are you doing? And how are we doing that for others? You know, going to people is really what helps them taste and see that the Lord is good. By the way, that that reference, if you want to look that up, you can write this down. Psalm 34, verse 8. Psalm 34, verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You see, how are they going to taste? How are they going to see if we are not willing to go? I wonder... I wonder... By the way, where's the, where'd my phone go, Liz? Can you run that back up here for a moment? Thank you. I love technology. I might not be very good at it, but I love it. Um, but can I tell you what? That our technology just might be robbing some things from us. How present are you when you get home after a day with your family? Ooh, okay, here we go. I'm going there. And I'm talking to me. Hey, kids, how was your day? Yeah, huh? Oh, good, yeah. Awesome, that's great, son, yeah. Good job. Dad, did you just hear what I said? Yeah, what I say? Well, something about your day? No, Dad, you weren't listening. How present are you around people? How present are you around your family? Guys, set some limits on this. Be present. I would say the best present that you can give another person is to be present. The best present you can give somebody is to give of your time and be present. Look them in the eye. Put your device down. And I'm talking to me. (laughs) Believe me, I'm probably the worst culprit of it. But are we robbing each other of quality relationships? How free are we really if we're just chasing our tail like a hamster on a wheel? Got to go to the next thing. Got to stay up with the latest, latest news feeds on my Twitter and Facebook, Pinterest. And the list goes on and on. Which one did I forget, by the way? Instagram. Instagram the Snapchat. Ooh. Don't tell me you're not on that stuff. I know you are. Oh, I got a text from Elizabeth. You said need to redo the video? It was bad? All right. See, I got, I got sucked in with a phone. All right. I'll, I'll have to redo the video in a little bit, Liz. I got to make my point here. If there's a big point I want to make here this morning is this. The best present you can give is to be present. I'm choosing to be present with you today. I guess it would kind of be awkward if I wasn't very present with you today. But 
your coworker. Are you just rushing to the next meeting, or are you taking time to ask them how they do, how are they doing? I wonder how many lost opportunities we've had. Thankfully, Jesus is in the redemption business, so he's not going to put a weight of guilt on you, but he's going to say, can, can you wake up to the place that you, you're maybe not as free as you think you are? That maybe your schedule is being too demanding on you, and maybe your, your lifestyle is too quick and too fast, and it's robbing you from really meaningful relationships. Really awesome times to be in somebody's life to know their story, to pray with them, to meet a need. How free are we? Can I also tell you another thing that's robbing our freedom is, is the whole idea of anxiety, being anxious about the future. I know that was a huge thing around election time. We were so consumed, so consumed. There's a scripture that says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough cares on its own. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. It was interesting earlier this week. I'm not an anxious person, but there was a situation that took place that I started finding that I was really spending a lot of brain power on something that I had no control over. But I found that I was spending so much energy trying to work something out that I couldn't even work out. And that was the reminder for me. It's like, you know what? That's robbing from my ability to be present. Because my mind is over here. And so I had to take that thought captive. And I had to kind of realize and say, wait a second. Tomorrow, who knows what tomorrow is going to bring? Why am I spending so much? By the way, can I just bring some clarity to that? When it says, don't worry about tomorrow, it doesn't, doesn't mean you don't plan for tomorrow. There's a difference. I want you to plan for your retirement. I want you to plan for a future. I want you to plan, but it says the worry part. Don't worry. That, that's the thing that you can't control what's tomorrow. So don't spend mental energy going there. Some of you are concerned about your future. Some are con- concerned about health issues. Some of you, and it's consuming you, and it's spending so much time, so much time, It's consuming you that you have a hard time being present in today and now. The best present we can give is to be present. One last thing I would like to say before I give you a few tips to wrap up here. The other thing is talking about the best time that we can give. I would say this. The best time that we can give, which I think will solve a lot of other problems... The best time that we can give is spending time with our Heavenly Father. I don't know when that is for you. I've found that early in the morning is a great time for me. Get up before the kids get up and just spend a quiet time with God, whether it's in the Bible or just being quiet with Him and talking with Him. Because that time that I spend with Him seems to order all other aspects of my life. So if you're looking to invest your best time, start there. Start in that relationship and then see how he unfolds the time that you need to invest in other relationships. You see, he wants you to be free. He doesn't want you to be 
the ball and chain around your ankles, enslaved to your schedules, enslaved to the, the pace of this world. So here's some tips to find more time. So we all say, hey, you know what? When am I going to just meet with that person? I know they need to meet with me, and, and my life's already so busy. Why don't you try asking them to be a part of an activity that you're already doing? I love that. When it's time to stack firewood, I tell all the people who want to meet with me, and let's go stack some firewood. <laughs> you're not going to call me anymore, are you? <laughs> No, but seriously, if you, if you want to spend some time, with, invite them into an activity that you're already doing. That's a fine way that you're not having to come up with extra time. You're just including them in your time. Uh, leave enough room in your life. Build your schedule with margin. Margin, if you look at a piece of paper, you have all of the words in the middle, and then around the white sides is margin. Create some white space in your life. Create some margin in your life so you have time to be with somebody. Don't leave it so you're like running into the, your last scheduled meeting or whatever. You're just getting there in the nick of time. Getting there in the nick of time. You don't have time to be with people if you're doing that. Build in margin. I talked about this early, or earlier. Start early and spend it with the Heavenly Father. And we talked about this already, but it's a little tip. And I'll put this on the Facebook page, too. Be present. Don't, don't get anxious. Don't get anxious about tomorrow. It, it robs you. It's, it's not freeing you. It's, it's keeping you in bondage. And so be present with somebody. Take time this afternoon and look them in their eyes. If you have not been with your spouse or with your kids like present with them, sit down with them and ask them what's going on in their life. What can I pray for you about? Pray for you about? That didn't make sense. You know what I meant. I think you know what I meant. Ask them what's going on in their life and how can you pray for them? That's better. Free people. Oh, church, I, I am just, even though I'm on this journey with you, I am so excited about if we actually put this into practice, what this will mean. It will mean that we have such freedom with our finances, that more finances can flow in and through us. It means that we're so free with our time that God's going to entrust more people into our lives and see more people set free. Remember, set the captives free. Proclaim liberty to see those who need healing to be healed. But we need to create some time and some margin in our lives. And we need to be present and we need to be aware. I know I struggled initially with that and Sunday morning is so much going on that, that it's, it's easy for me to whiz by somebody and, and not stop and say hi. If I've done that for you and if I've offended you, please forgive me. But I want to know what's going on in your life. Now, I can't have that same level of connection with everybody. It's too many people. But there should be somebody who's doing that for you. And you should be doing that for somebody else. Be in their lives. Be present. The best present that you can give somebody is to be present. All right. We're going to pray and close this off. And then we're going to take another little video. So what was wrong with it, Liz? It was too quick. Oh, I was moving too fast. All right, let's pray, and then we're going to do this again, and then we're going to leave and worship.
Lord Jesus, it's, we realize that to be free means that to be unencumbered means to not be controlled by outside forces. To have liberty ourselves, to have freedom ourselves. I love our state motto, live free or die. And really that was taken from a biblical principle. That we we want to live in a in a renewed state of freedom. We realize it starts with the heart, God. So, Lord, we first want to spend time with you to allow you to speak to our heart and allow you to just be a great dad for us, our Heavenly Father. Build that relationship. And then as we go on with, with life, to work, to school, to the grocery store, whatever activity that we're doing, or even being at home, that we learn to be present, be aware of other people. Have enough time to look somebody in the eye and say, how you doing? Because, Jesus, we realize if we're not doing that, then we're being in control by our, our busy schedules and it's robbing us from the opportunity of the mission that you've placed us on, Jesus. We want to be co-laborers with you. We want to be on mission with you. We want to see other people's lives changed. We want to see other people be set free. But it's going to take us as free people to be aware. To take time. To give the best present by being present. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 